This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 2. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. And this was the first enrollment made when Conerus was governor of Syria. All went to enroll themselves, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to David's city, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David. To enroll himself with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him as wife, being pregnant. While they were there, the day had come for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a feeding trough, because there was no room for them in the inn. There were shepherds in the same country staying in the field and keeping watch by night over their flock. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, Don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there is born to you today in David's city a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a feeding trough. Then suddenly there was an angel of multitude of the heavenly army praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And when the angels went away from them to the sky, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem now and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They came with haste, and they found both Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in the feeding trough. And when they saw it, they publicized widely the saying which was spoken to them about this child. All who heard it wondered at the things which were spoken to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these saints, pondering them in her heart. Now here before us is the story of the birth of Christ, a story most of us are familiar with. The historical details of this story have been both questioned and repeatedly confirmed. Thus, to overly analyze the text here would seem to almost trivialize the impact of the story. This is the account of the birth of our Savior, and each time we read it, we must seek to read it afresh. Verse 20 of our text says, The shepherds returned and glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, just as it was told them. I wonder, are we as the shepherds today? When we look back over our lives, what can we say? When we read this story, what can we say? Can we too glorify and praise God for all the things we have heard and seen? Verse 21 says, When eight days were fulfilled for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was given by the angel before he was even conceived in the womb. 
So before Jesus was even conceived, God named his only begotten son. The name Jesus means Jehovah the Savior, or even, quote, he will save, end quote. Now this event was not mere happenstance. No, before the foundations of the earth were formed, God had planned this redemption story. Verse 22, we read, When the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were fulfilled, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Jesus, despite being sinless from birth, went through all of the roles and the passings of this earthly human life. This included the temple sacrifice, which was made in acknowledgement that children, despite coming to us in such sweet and beautiful forms, still enter into this world as sinful creatures. Following the prescribed rituals of the Jewish faith, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple to offer the sacrifice of thanks and purification for this newborn child. The wise man bearing gold and gifts had yet to arrive. Yes, this despite our modern manger scenes. So Mary and Joseph brought the temple offering that was suited for those in what was the lower social and economic scale in that day. That offering was a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons instead of the more expensive offering of a lamb for which the rich and mighty would offer. While such sacrifices for righteous standing passed away at the cross, God's design for our offerings has not. 2 Corinthians 8.12 says, For if the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what you have, not according to what you don't have. And Deuteronomy 16.17 says, Every man shall give as he is able, according to Yahweh your God's blessing which he has given you. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouses, that there may be food in my house, and test me now in this, says Yahweh of armies. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will not be enough room for. He looked up and he saw the rich people who were putting their gifts into the treasury. He saw a certain poor widow casting in two small brass coins, and he said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow put in more than all of them, for all these put in gifts from God from their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had to live on. Verse 25 of our text goes on saying, Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He came in the Spirit into the temple. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, that they might do concerning him according to the custom of the law. Then he received him into his arms, blessed God, and said, 
Now you are releasing your servant, Master, according to your word in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the nations, and the glory of your people Israel. Joseph and his mother were marveling at the things which were spoken concerning him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which is spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now this story is a rather interesting tale of a man named Simeon. Simeon was a man whom the Lord blessed in a very special way. For Simeon apparently was told by God that he would not depart this life until he was able to see the blessed Messiah for himself. And God, forever true to his word, makes this blessed meeting come to pass just as he promised. Simeon's words promise this child will become both a light unto the Gentiles and a glory unto Israel. From the beginning, Jesus was a redeemer to both Jew and Gentile alike. Simeon's words seemed to amaze both Joseph and Mary, proving that they, at least at this point, still had limited understanding of just who they were dealing with when it came to Jesus. Simeon goes on to prophesy concerning this young Messiah's profound effect upon those with whom he would have contact. Simeon also testified that Mary would be destined to personal pain in the future. A glimpse, I think, of the scene at the foot of the cross from which her own son would hang. Notice those careful words in verse 33, Joseph and his mother. Not father and mother, as one would think, for Luke, it seems, is carefully guarding the truth of the fatherhood of Christ and the virgin birth of Mary. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.